My name is J.D. Henning, and you're listening to Cheat the Camera, a podcast about short films and those who make them. Today, I'm talking with Leo Meza about his projects, uh, Therapist and Five Days to Live. And uh, we're going to be having a nice wide-ranging chat about both of these projects, as well as just about Leo in general. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and give, your, uh, and give the audience a little bit of an introduction to you, Leo. Hello, I'm Leo Meza. Uh, I'm a screenwriter uh, here in Los Angeles. Uh, I've been watching movies my entire life and um, I've always liked making people laugh. So I've graduated into comedy writing and uh, stand up as well. So that's just a little bit about me. Nice. Yeah, stand up. That makes sense that the your projects feel almost a little stand up in some ways. There's They're funny. They're really funny. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I've been. <laughs> I've been told that a couple of times that sometimes the, the jokes are too stand-up-ish and that they need to be rewritten. And uh, sometimes even the, the actors, that you know, they say that the actors do the final rewrite of the script. Mm-hmm. So they'll make it sound a little more natural. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, there's, you know, it's, I have, I have so much respect for people who do stand up. I would not, I do not have the confidence to just sort of get up on a stage essentially with myself and a microphone and just try to make people laugh. Like I write funny stuff, but I I do not have the confidence to try to do that in front of people. Yeah. um, I I understand that it's very much trial by fire and, (laughs) and you're not sure if it's going to land is this uh, gut feeling that's uh, got you nervous, but I will say this, you get used to, bombing you get if the joke doesn't work you just move on yeah yeah i i guess that would probably be really helpful just sort of developing that thick skin about your projects and about what you do um it's certainly you know you face a lot of rejection if you're doing anything in in film so i i imagine that that's got to be helpful yeah that's a good way to put it thick skin i think um it's it's a little weird because you have to develop that thick skin but most of the time comics uh they're up there because they want to be liked so it, <laughs> it, it contradicts a little bit yeah yeah sort of an almost self-hating sort of thing charlie kaufman-esque <laughs> yeah um so let's talk a little bit about these two projects um why don't we start by talking about therapist so both of these are going to be linked in the description and there will be links on the website for cheat the camera uh therapist is really funny it has this both of your projects i imagine probably everything you do has this sort of really interesting tone to it um and uh so therapist is you know it's about essentially uh a terrible therapist and one of her uh, clients that she's that she's working with, and that's definitely a premise that has that has been done before. But the tone and the way that you approach it is is really unique. I, I'm wondering where you uh, came across this concept. Um, that's a good question. I think um, I, I kind of came across it when I was pitching ideas to. Uh, this comedy group that I had formed, um, mm. we were writing uh, sketches together, and it's kind of gets co-written by Sienna Michelle Tyler, who's a great writer as well. Um, okay. so, uh, we were pitching ideas, and we thought, oh, therapy, you know, that's 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 uh, gives you some self-reflective ideas. And when you when you write these sketches, it's all about violating expectations. That's right. what makes things funny. So it's like, well, wouldn't you expect from a therapist? 
oh, they, they talk about themselves. Uh, so it's kind of like, and then it moves from there. And you can kind of see that in the sketch, uh, my parts and Sienna's. The first part is hers, and it's a little more anecdotal. And then when it gets to my part, it's a little more one-liners. So it's uh, we, we kind of made it so that there's a setup, and then the end is just punching, punching, punching. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's definitely that that rhythm of setup and punchline, setup and punchline is is definitely very present, but it's really good. I mean, it's um you know, I'm trying to think of an analog for the sort of tone that you have uh in your projects and I and I can't really because there's a sort of uh kind of uh low-key sort of I'm just I'm just going forward with it uh to to the punchlines. It's not uh it's not heightened in the way that I I tend to think of things. I don't know. Uh, I was thinking uh, in the writing and the projects that I do, it tends to be people who have fairly strong emotions about things, who are sort of intense about whatever it is they're doing. That's that tends to be kind of common with the characters that I write, but the characters that you have in Therapist as well as Five Days to Live, they're sort of just, they're, they're kind of like sliding on through everything, even though, even the jokes, even the terrible things that are happening to them, they're all just sort of, just kind of like, you know, meandering past it, you know? Yeah, a little bit of phase, right? Um, uh, I, I, uh, I feel like, when you do your art, you know, it's all about establishing your style. And that can be one of the hardest things to do because, you know, you're likely to copy other artists when you're starting out. But I feel like that that is where I can, I'm kind of uh, turning the corner to. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. How how did that uh, development of your style go? I mean, when did you when did you begin doing stand up? When did you begin uh, doing sketches and other another written comedy? Um, so. I first started doing stand-up really in high school when uh, we were supposed to be doing a lot of presentations at the mm -hmm. end of the semester, just kind of recap on uh, what we learned. But I would always throw some jokes in there. And then mm -hmm. I kind of learned like, oh, I kind of have a knack for this. So when I was in college, I just started doing stand-up uh, officially. And I always just enjoyed the process of writing. That, that was my favorite part. Get, it, got, um, it took a little getting used to doing the stand-up part. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, it just, uh, yeah, that it sort of reminds me like the, there aren't people talk about how there aren't any, uh, there aren't any new stories. And I think there's an extent to which that's kind of true. Like most of the premise for both of these projects that we're talking about, Therapist and Five Days to Live, they're both like, we, we've seen this sort of thing before, uh, but the, it's the English that you put on it that makes it interesting. I mean, there are a gajillion different war films, World War II films, but the difference between Inglorious Bastards and Saving Private Ryan is miles and miles apart, even if it's kind of fundamentally a story about some righteous American Americans going over and kicking ass in Europe, it's a very different sort of approach. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about Five Days to Live. I thought it was it was really funny. Um, just the, you know, even, even from the very get-go, uh, where the doctor, uh, you know, Lucas is trying to tell, uh, is trying to, you know, get this terrible prognosis from the doctor, but the doctor just can't 
you know, just can't quite get it out there. And, and, and of all things, the reason that the doctor is telling Lucas that he only has five days to live is it's not, it's, it's an x-ray. It's, it's like the most pedantic form of, uh, of tests that you can kind of get. It's the most generic thing. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's, it was funny. Uh, I think what's good about these kinds of things is even though they have been told, already it's all about execution you know there's uh, when you're starting people they like to say that they don't like sharing their log lines or what their idea mm-hmm. is because it might get stolen mm-hmm. but it, two people can write the same script and it, they'll come out very different just because of uh, the way that uh, because of their writing style um yeah 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 and i i i mean one of the parts of this in particular that i i thought was really funny and just kind of evidence of your writing style is, you know, he's so the main character, uh, five days to live, he's kind of going through and trying to do everything on his bucket list. And one of the items on his bucket list is write an erotic novel. And it ends up becoming just every single time the main character meets somebody, you know, he delivered the pizza and she can pay. So they had sex. And so they had sex. And it just sort of repeats. It it has that sort of, it actually has a very stand-up sort of quality in that you're 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 building on the line, you're building on the line, you're building on the line, and then you have the punchline. And each punchline kind of builds on top of the other. I I thought it was really funny. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like what, where that came from was uh one time I was at Target and mm-hmm. I saw 50 shades of gray. It was when mm-hmm. it came you know there's a lot of hype with it so i just picked it up i turned to a random page and it was a sexual scene so i was like oh so this book is pretty much like all of it if if a a random page has that so uh that's where that joke came from Um, yeah yeah i mean it gets a little bit extreme too uh i don't want to spoil but yeah Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. Uh, and, and you know, go ahead, if you're interested in this script, I, I would definitely recommend any, anybody listening, take a look at it. It's, it's, it's really good. And it's a bit of a, you know, it's a, it's sort of a classic, this is how you create setups, this is how you create punchlines, because each of the bucket list items is exactly that, including, you know, the, the, the ultimate bucket list item and, and kind of the reveal at the end. It's just, it's, it's just really good. Um, so it sounds like you have a, a kind of a sketch comedy group that you work with. Uh, is that the, the vehicle through which you did a therapist? Yes. Um, it's, we don't, we're not, it's not in existence anymore. We were called the Altruists. Mm-hmm. Um, we were trying to put on shows to make people laugh, but um, mm-hmm. we got really busy. But therapists did come from that. Um, we were pitching ideas, and we had a lot of fun while it was going, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I can see. I mean, it's not always true that when people are having fun, you can see it uh, in the frame or on the page, but I, I definitely feel like that's true in this circumstance. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about kind of uh, the the process uh, of, of how you got to, to where you're at writing and doing work on stuff. I believe that you were mentioning that you, uh, you, you've done some uh, work for hire writing recently. Yes, I have actually. Um, I... I started selling some scripts uh, through uh, online um, and uh, that can be, it's a little give and take because you have to get it in front of the right eyes, but mm-hmm. um, you can, it can be done because uh, you know, I've started doing it. I recently caught the attention of a producer 
who um, he, he bought one of my longer shorts and it's in the process. Uh, I can't say too much about it, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited for it. You know, I, I'm learning a lot about what it, what it means to be into, in production. Um, you know, the, I've learned that what makes what separates a good film from a bad film is production. You know, the actors, costumes, uh, details, locations, mm-hmm. all of that stuff really plays into what does it, uh, what, what's going to create a good product. That's really interesting. So you're selling scripts online. Uh, how did you get to the point where you where you were selling stuff? Was it just a process of sort of blindly putting yourself out there and hoping that something eventually clicks? Yeah, sort of. I Because mm-hmm. at first, I, I was just writing because I like writing, um, mm-hmm. testing out jokes and making sure I have a good story structure, trying to uh, write with some heart. But I... I started posting them online, started uh, getting feedback. And then from there, I kind of graduated into, oh, who wants to produce this, if anybody? And I found that some people, a lot of people, not a lot, but a good amount of people were interested. And that's when I thought, okay, maybe I can keep doing this. And mm-hmm. I've learned a lot just by working with some indie directors um, from all over the world. Uh, and from what I've seen, people are genuinely light, nice. They, they'll teach you some stuff about directing and just in case I want to make my way there. So I am slowly learning more about what it means to network as well, which is, yeah. you know, that's also very important. Yeah, for sure. And do you feel like these connections that you're making, have they come through any particular avenue? I mean, is it an alumni network from your college or a Reddit subreddit or where are you, uh, where are you, you know, meeting people through the tubes of the interweb? Yes. Uh, So there's a subreddit called Produce My Script. That's Mm -hmm. where I met a lot of people, even um, if it's uh, it's people you're not necessarily going to collaborate with. um, Mm -hmm. And I've learned that there's some opportunities. Um, it's through that sub that I, I met my producer and I was talking to another writer on there who said he, I, I noticed that he had always been posting a lot of scripts. Right. And um, so I started talking to him. I wanted to see if he wanted to collaborate. He said no, but we talked a bit and he said uh, he actually found a job through that sub writing for a TV show. And oh, wow. I, yeah, so that stuff can be done. Um, don't go relying on it, but their opportunities do arise if you just keep doing it. I mean, they say that um, luck is when opportunity meets preparation. So just as long as you're working on your craft, uh, stuff, uh, doors will open. Yeah, absolutely. That's really great. And, you know, I find that it can be kind of hard. You know, a lot of people probably empathize with the idea. I've, I want to do stuff. I want to make stuff. I want stuff to get out there, but it doesn't seem like anything, anything is happening for me. Uh, for you, when you were, you know, trying to get stuff to happen and it wouldn't go through, or you were writing and sort of hoping to get to that next level where it's starting to get produced. Uh, what was the, what was the practices that you were doing to, to, you know, well, get up the next day and write something the next day and, and kind of keep on going with it? I would say it's about proving you can do it. Um, Hmm. And that means being consistent, being diverse, being uh, multidisciplinary. So Hmm. uh, it's just about saying, I can do this, maybe for myself, maybe for others. But 
uh, for example, I started writing comic book scripts as well, songwriting, uh, you know, stand up. It's, it's all there as long as you're mm-hmm. doing it, they can never put you out of business and you, you'll have fun if that's what you like doing. But it can get a little bit stressful uh, once you get to the uh, maybe a little higher level. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, how how does it change how you approach the writing now that you have some uh, people, producers who are interested in actually kind of making your work into a reality? How does that change your experience of the writing? Well, you start to feel a bit more valid. Um, like, mm-hmm. it's, okay, so maybe I'm doing something right. And if I continue doing this, playing to my strengths, I can see where this goes i like i'm i I keep failing upwards so let's let's (laughs) so yeah yeah so keep failing away right yeah Yeah, that's awesome man uh so it sounds like as you were kind of giving a little bit of a summary of of sort of your journey up till now there was schooling that was sort of part of that story but it doesn't sound like it was a central part of the story uh did you go to a college for for writing or for entertainment in any particular way uh no i went to one improv class and they didn't laugh at my jokes so i stopped going (laughs) (laughs) okay uh have you found that to uh did you find your college experience to be helpful or just to be a sort of a background to what you were doing in your creative pursuits it was it was definitely helpful in getting started um i went to my first like amateur stand-up uh night at when I was in college mm-hmm. and a bunch of people were just bombing and I thought like I could I could bomb too it's not it's right like doing it you know people are getting out there they're putting their craft uh in front of eyes and that's that's the first step the first yeah. step is making sure you're doing something producing uh products yeah yeah absolutely and uh so you have uh this this project that you're you're working on right now it's in sort of pre-production um what uh where are you hoping to go with that project or with uh just sort of your career in general what what is what is a destination that you are are hoping for i i would like to write tv um Mm -hmm dream it there's this show called we bear bears that just finished on cartoon network and that's that's like the that's the example that i want to that i'm following it's a show it's my comfort show and uh i want to create something that's just wholesome humor uh really happy and brings good good vibes to people Okay. Good vibes, humor. That That's interesting. Yeah. Um, is that something that you find as a through line in the stuff that you've been doing uh, up till now? No. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> choose between uh, absolutely dirty and horrendous comedy and wholesome. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm just playing jump rope with it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the reason I was asking that question is because five days to live, you know, <laughs> It doesn't end well for the main character, uh, kind of unsurprisingly. Um, so it, it's it's interesting. Uh, why do you think it is that you sort of have these uh, have a, a Jekyll and Hyde to your work? You know, a a happy, wholesome side and a sort of you know uh, a side where terrible things happen terribly to people who are maybe already terrible. <laughs> um, well, you know, comedy and tragedy are two sides of the same coin. So you want to make sure that um, while you're getting people to laugh 
uh, there there are some topics that are a little bit heavier and mm-hmm. writing about those uh, it's a little bit therapeutic and it's also uh, just saying like these are my thoughts on this totally but at the same time you want to make people laugh give, give people a good feeling yeah yeah that is interesting just one moment uh my cat is meowing in the background so apparently i must attend to that one moment she's like been on she's like the guest star of this show she, she keeps on interrupting okay one moment yeah, of course. there we go sorry about that uh cats what are you gonna do probably just not have them but i apparently can't not have cats so there we go yeah, so I I'm interested, uh, Leo. How would you compare the the three different kinds of writing that you it sounds like you've been doing? You've been writing some comic book stuff. You've been writing some you know scripted stuff, and you've been writing some comedy stand up. Uh, how would you compare and contrast those uh, three different mediums? Well, it's uh, it's all about story. Um, that's probably. Mm the way that they're all similar but um it's also the different the type of story you want to tell okay for example with comic book it's more of a narrative um with screenwriting it's uh it follows the narrative too but there's physical it's a physical medium so you want to make sure that stuff is happening uh, okay. that there's a, a general idea of how it's going to look and with stand-up it's uh that's a little more where you can get a little bit wild you can get dirty um <laughs> Yeah, and you know, it's uh, also a little bit zany. You can also tell stories there, but uh, mm-hmm. that's all about um, what, what you like and what you don't like there. Also, I would say that writing screenplays, uh, it's just its just so thrilling because, <laughs> you know, it's a story, but when you're writing it, it's its own world too. Right. And, yeah, you're and you're the, the creator of it, you know, what you can what you've always wanted to see in movies you can now mm-hmm. put it into your story and that's what makes your writing unique yeah it's it's kind of interesting i think that that is maybe what distinguishes uh writers from many other folks is finding the process of hunching in front of a keyboard mumbling to yourself somehow thrilling because <laughs> i i totally identify with that i primarily in in entertainment i i write that's what i've done mostly so far and uh i can really lose myself in these funky little stories that i'm telling about uh, strange people doing odd things i mean that is something that i can totally lose myself in and i just uh, I don't think that's universal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm wondering, uh, yeah, you've you've been working on all of these various projects, but it sounds like it's not really quite at the point where, you know, it's it's your day job yet. So how do you manage sort of what you do sort of day to day, nine to five and what you do for your creative pursuits? Um, when I'm working, I'm thinking about writing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it. It's always because um, I like to picture things in my head before I, mm-hmm. I. I really before I get things done on paper, I kind of have all of it in my head. And mm-hmm. if I forget some of it, then it probably wasn't very good to begin with. Um, so that's just <laughs> my, uh, my rule of thumb. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is hard to stay consistent and force yourself to write. But they say. Uh, one of the, one of the rules is if you force yourself to write for 15 minutes afterwards it'll start flowing out of you naturally 
So, it, you know, it's all about forcing yourself at the beginning and then right. if you're not doing it after you can stop, but you, you want to make sure you're just putting stuff out there. Even if it's not very mm-hmm. good, it can't all be your best, but right. you will hit gold eventually. Yeah. There, yeah. There is a lot of truth to that. It seems like, you know, occasionally, I, I don't know if you're like me, I, I find moments where I have, you know, I might have an epiphany and I just kind of write and it's effortless and I'm sort of in the flow and everything's great. But much more often than that, I'll find the times where sort of like my stomach is churning and I'm trying to like force something to happen and it's it's not easy and I'm trying, but it's it's not happening very well. But then if I do that for long enough, then at least something will come out. And it's always easier to, to revise something that does exist than to, to try to create it in the first place, you know? That's a good point. Uh, what kind of stuff do you write? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can take a look at uh, my website where I've got a bunch of stuff, but I tend to write uh, kind of feature sort of genre stuff with the comedy emphasis. Um, I had a recent project uh, that came out just in December. It's a feature film called Portal Runner. It's a, it's, uh, it's kind of a sci-fi thriller about a family. Um, so it has a lot of kind of comedy and heart in the family aspect, but it is also about a monster chasing a boy and trying to like eat his soul or something like that. So uh, it, it has a number of different elements and that's that's kind of the sort of thing that I enjoy doing. It was, it was really, really fun to make, but but also really hard to write at times. Like, you know, staring at a blinking cursor can be very daunting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, and I guess part of what helps is uh, reading a lot of stuff too. Mm. Um, it inspires content, um, especially when you're uh, learning the screenwriting. They say you should read a lot, read as mm-hmm. much as you like. Um, and that can, that can be difficult at times too. But I think that's great. Yeah. 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 Has there anything you, you mentioned the Cartoon Network show that you've been really enjoying? Has there, have there been any scripts or shows that you've been, uh, reading or taking in recently that have you found really great? Yes, there is uh, one of my favorite pilots to read is uh, The Last Man on Earth by Will Forte. Um, oh. It's it's just a really, really funny, uh, intriguing story about uh, a man who survives the a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> it came out <laughs> before this one, but um, so who, who knows what, like, how much truth there is to it, but it, I thought it was really well written and I, I like to, I wouldn't say draw from it, but it, it is inspiration for right. how you can be when you strive for it. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. It It's good to have sort of those uh, lodestones where, you know, it kind of typifies the sort of thing you aspire to. That's, that's excellent. The last man on earth. I haven't, I can't say that I have read that. Uh, so it, it's going on my list, man. Um, well, this is really, this has been a really great conversation. I'm, I'm really excited to see where you go. It's cool that you've got a producer behind you and you're working on a short. That's really exciting. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I've got a long way to go and, uh, mm-hmm. Hope I can keep producing uh, stuff that entertains people. Yeah, absolutely. I I loved uh, the short film that you got out there, Therapist. I thought that was really funny. And I definitely would recommend to everybody who's listening uh, to take a look at the projects that Leo has already gotten out there and the scripts that he has out there. Um, so this has been a great discussion. Uh, where can people find you or get in touch? Um, I have a playlist of 
videos that have been written by me and produced by indie filmmakers that I uh, share with you. Also, uh, I do have a book called The Trade Pit by Leo Meza. It's on Kindle. Um, So if anybody wants to read that, they can do that. Um, As far as reaching me, uh, just my email, E-F-R-E-N-N 98 at gmail.com. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Great. And uh, thanks again, Leo. And thank you all for listening to Cheat the Camera. Please comment and rate Cheat the Camera on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. It's the best way to help spread the word. You can get in touch with me by contacting me at cheatthecamera.com or on Twitter, I'm at JDHMakes. And thank you for listening.